Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Palos Verdes Esports Podcast. We are really excited to get this podcast started. Before we introduce ourselves, I want to thank everybody who listened to that first episode. Uh, we got some great feedback, so thank you guys for listening to some great esports news, but more importantly, uh, hearing about our awesome youth esports athletes of Palos Verdes. Thank you for your support. I am one of your hosts, Rooster, and next to me is uh, the, the the man they say has a face for radio. Uh, this is Matty J. What's up, Matty J? Thanks for having me on again, Rooster. I can't wait to uh, talk some esports for. Our Let's listeners. do it. Let's do it. Let's get right to it. Uh, so the season, our esports season, has not officially started yet. For those of you maybe listening to this podcast for the first time. Um, here in Palos Verdes, we have six esports teams that's going to be starting here soon. We have three Overwatch teams and three Fortnite teams that we will be competing against teams all over the country. So we here in Palos Verdes and just in the South Bay, we're really excited to uh, cheer on our home team. So last week was the first week of practices. The teams got together, got to know each other, worked on communication. Their first week of practices. Uh, and getting prepared for the season starting here in the next couple weeks. Um, our Fortnite teams and our Overwatch teams practiced all last week. Every team practiced, and Magic practiced twice. Magic is serious about the season. Um, but let's start with our Fortnite teams. Let's kind of do an overview of how practice went, some some great strengths that you saw, maybe some rooms for improvement, um, especially coming from you, Matty J, our uh, Fortnite expert. Tell me how you felt with Stealth A, Stealth B, and our Yeti, uh, Yeti being our gold team, Stealth A and B being our silver teams. Um, how do you review their practices? How do you feel their practices went? I thought the practices for uh, all three of the teams went very, very well, especially for the very first practice of the season. I noticed that every single team was communicating and working together. Now. Here and there in some games, we got some some of our athletes singing mid-game, which is <laughs> we, we we love a good voice here at here at Code Ninjas. But we could also use just a just a steady hand on the on the mouse and keyboard and mm -hmm. and get going. But uh, what really stood out to me the most was the performance by the uh, by the Gold Yeti, who actually won mm -hmm. one game. If the if we didn't have to cut practice earlier, I thought they could have taken two potentially. All right. But I saw Stealth had at least 16 kills in their first first game. And then the uh, game that the Gold Yeti team ended up winning, they had at least 13 eliminations as well. So I love seeing these teams just working together and trying to get that victory royale. That's wonderful. And the way we have the teams practice is they actually practice in the battle royales mostly because what Coach Amber wants to do, Coach Amber being the coach of all three esports Fortnite teams, is Coach Amber really wants to get them to, to know each other, know each other's style. Some people are going to be great with close range weapons like shotguns and SMGs. Some some of the players would be great with sniper rifles, and you know. So we kind of kind of kind of feeling out our positions and what works out great. Um, so for the team in their practice to get a battle royale victory right off the bat, a team that's really hasn't played together, the 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 Yeti hasn't really played together yet. We got a couple kids who played before but not together. So for them to be able to um, Rock a victory royale in practice, I think is great. Uh, what are some um, upsides to to the team that you saw right off the bat? Uh, the upsides has to be communication. They're working together, and 
The places they are landing are great. I saw a couple daily bugles, bugle lands, and also those uh, those slurp kegs that they have on mm-hmm. the map. I noticed that a lot of the teams are actually working together, making sure everyone gets to the slurp kegs at the same time and are breaking the kegs all at the same time so everyone gets a benefit of that extra shield. Now, a pleasant surprise that I saw, and I call it a surprise because he's on the younger end of the team, but a pleasant surprise I saw from practice was Braxman um, really kind of captaining the team, really taking over as team captain. I know uh, Sensei Amber um, put him as the actual team captain. It was really good to see Braxman really kind of come out of his shell, communicate with the team, call out spots and everything. I was really proud to see him do that, how he's really evolved this Fortnite game. I agree. And you could also tell Braxman may have been listening to the podcast because I heard him using our uh, West 285, for example, nice. mechanics in there, the compass mechanic at the top of the screen of Fortnite. So I just love I love seeing players taking advantage of, of the information that they hear and really using it in a real-time scenario. We, we got to see Loons play for the first time. Um, another, on the younger end, as far as normal gold, uh, gold, gold level players, but man, he really showed that he knows how to use a keyboard and mouse. Um, you could tell just by listening when you when you listen to a gamer that really knows what they're doing. It's almost it's almost like a melody when they're when they're using the keyboard, right? It's almost <laughs> like it's almost like a melody. Uh, and, and and I was and I was watching Loons and listening to how he was using the keyboard, not having to look down at any button looking straight at the at the at the computer so you could tell he's very very polished when it when it when it comes to keyboard and mouse um let's see brooks the oldest and probably most experienced on the team um kind of took a backseat role as far as as far as leadership i think he really is kind of passing that torch of team captain of the gold fortnite team to braxton um it was good for him to be able to do that because there's a lot brooks could do um, Brooks could do anything <laughs> on that on that Fortnite team, so it was good to see him kind of kind of sit back and allow Braxton uh, Braxman to really come out of his shell and lead that team. That takes a lot of um, maturity to be able to do that, you know. Exactly, and I, just like how you said, I agree with you on that. That he really took a step back, but taking a step back so to allow someone else to become captain is great. But I'd also like to see Brooks maybe step up his communication a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, I just want to see a little more fight and maybe just a little more effort from Brooks because uh, they've got a great team. They all work great together. Now Brooks could be on the same page at all times with his teammates, maybe start setting a couple more pings or start dropping mats. Just, uh, just it'll really help the flow of the game for that squad. I and you know, we've seen Brooks really kind of just take over a game. Which we, which we, which we know he could. So we're, um, I'm excited to see that evolve from him again. And then we had Freesk uh, playing from home during this practice, but he was he was solid. He was in the right spot. He was communicating. This whole Yeti team has, has great communication. So um, I'm excited to see them in their in their in their first uh, full on scrimmage coming up soon. Me as well. And that goes for all the teams. I think all of our Fortnite teams as of now look very, very competitive and are ready to compete. Let's move on to the stealth because uh, the stealth is is actually we have um, uh, some news about the stealth. Uh, We went into practice on on Friday with the stealth kind of being one team that's going to break up into two teams during the season. 
Well, we have two new players coming into the season last minute. Um, I can't think of their gamer tags right now, um, but we have two new new kids coming into the Stealth, which will allow the Stealth to fully break up into two separate teams, Stealth A, Stealth B, and the players will be consistently on the same team. Uh, the way that's going to mix up, we'll let you know next week on, on who's going to be Stealth A, Stealth B. But it's good that we really have a, a, a definitive kind of split between the teams because it gives the kids more opportunity to play, but really go in as trios with their actual team. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you saw from our Silver Stealth. Uh, well, right off the bat, I know the Silver Stealth also got a victory royale, and I think they were somewhere around the 14 to 16 elimination mark. Which is huge because eliminations, you're getting one point, one bonus point for every elimination, which is which is big. Exactly. And uh, the self teams really, really, really stick together, which is awesome to see. Whether they're moving on the ground together or they all hop in their own ATVs together, they're still riding as a pack. Mm. And uh, you can hear them calling out when uh, shields are down and uh, who needs heals and such. So they're, they're a great example of a team that's working strictly as a team. No one's there from themselves. They want to get that victory exactly. right out. Now, a big difference you see between our silver and gold teams, we, uh, last week we talked about building is a big difference, Correct. right? You see a lot more building in the gold, um, but you the communication is usually different from silver and gold. Uh, you talked a little bit about sometimes you catch the kids singing or, or doing, <laughs> doing some sound effects that maybe not be necessary. You tend to hear that in the Silver Leagues. Kids are younger. Um, uh, kids are just kind of learning the game. Uh, you don't hear that in gold, right? You hear nothing but communication. But in Silver, you tend to hear, you know, the kids kind of talk about other things during, during their match. And what Coach Amber wants to do is allow them to express themselves, but maybe before the drop and after the game is over, right? <laughs> so I, I know we said we heard a little bit of kind of singing during the during, during the match and everything, but I think for the most part, the Silver Stealth team, we heard a lot of good communication between the team. Uh, Black Flame really, really took over. Um, I, I noticed in that second battle royale, really took over, kind of leading the team a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Black Flame um, do Overwatch and um, and Fortnite before in our leagues. He's improved as a player, but this is the first time we've really been able to see Black Flame really mature as a communicator and as a shot caller. Correct. And I, I think Black Flame is fitting this role perfectly for his squad. I know at the practice, I think they had uh, two new athletes. I can't remember the gamer tags right now, but two new athletes playing mm -hmm. with them on their team. Yeah. And uh, they, fact that they were able to win that very first game that they hopped on and really uh, just work, work together, it amazed me. You have two brand new athletes added onto the squad and you're already winning and you're getting many, many eliminations. Well, I think that's the big thing is, is, is the kids squatting up together. I think Black Flame and Red Flame are the only two um, silver players that have played together. That's because they're brothers, right? So <laughs> yeah. every everybody else, this is the first time playing together. So uh, just to conclude Fortnite here, I definitely, we, we definitely saw great communication um, uh, between between all of our teams. We're happy to announce that we officially have a Stealth A and Stealth B. As far as the roster, we'll let you for sure know the roster next week uh, of where, of where um, everybody's gonna be. Um, but we're super excited for it. Do you wanna end with anything before we move on from Fortnite? 
Uh, I would just like to remind all the players that uh, the tournaments will be in arena mode. So make sure you are practicing in arena mode. I know last time of practice, uh, we couldn't get you guys in arena because loading times were taking too long. But uh, make sure at home, if you can, just keep working on that and polish your skills. And I'm excited for the next. Wonderful. Well, that concludes our, our review of our first Fortnite practice. Um, we'll have another practice on Friday. And um, we can't wait to see them continue. And uh, shout out Coach Amber for coaching yes. three teams at once. That's awesome. Uh, she, uh, it, it was like it was like she split herself up into two. It was it was it was it was amazing. It was it was really cool to see Amber go between all three teams. So yeah, big shout out to Coach Amber. All right, moving on to Overwatch. All right, it is time for Overwatch. There's been some updates in Overwatch too. A few uh, players have been buffed and nerfed. Uh, for 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 anybody who's new to uh, to the esports to uh, gaming terms, when you buff something in the game, you make it make it stronger. When you nerf something, you make it weaker. So Overwatch tends to buff and nerf their players a lot, uh, which is really important to constantly practice because one day you could be playing as Reinhardt that gives a certain amount of damage with his mallet. Um, the Overwatch, uh, they nerf him so his mallet isn't as strong anymore. So you always got to know um, kind of the updates through through Overwatch. There's been a lot of them recently. Um, I was I was out of the game for a couple of weeks. I played the other day and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many different things. So uh, to all of our Overwatch athletes, make sure you're, you're just checking in. Even if you're not playing the game every day, you're just checking in for update notes uh, with Blizzard and Overwatch so you know if anything's changing. Um, so we had uh, we, we had practices throughout the week for our Overwatch teams. Our, our Magic practiced Monday and Friday. Both Dragons teams, Gold and Silver, practiced on Friday. Let's start off with the Magic. Now, um, a lot of the Magic are practicing remotely right now. Uh, we were really only just only able to see Jevons, Revens, and DJ Bonjua in our center here for, for practice. The majority of the team are practicing remotely. Um, but we know what we're going to get out of the Magic, right? If you think about what they did last year, it's going to be a step up from that, right? Um, uh, I, uh, it's really hard to just kind of see what roles that Coach Rob was working on within this practice without having the whole the, the whole team here. But I was watching Grebens and, and Zebens. Um, not Jebens, Jebens is her dad. Zebens. They're all Evans. So I get, <laughs> I get confused. So Grebens and Zebens, uh, we were... We were um, watching them uh, practice here on Monday. They seem very focused, very ready to go. I mean, you you, you know what you're going to get out of this Magic team, you know? Yeah, I, I loved watching this Magic team play, especially with the brother-sister duo that they got going on. Mm -hmm. The team chemistry works great. And uh, it looks they're just having fun playing this game. They're having fun, and uh, they're winning games. They're using alts at the right times. Mm -hmm. They're taking the objective, protecting the objective, it's just it's just a great solid Overwatch team when you watch this team play. Well, you know, just just, just seeing this team and how gelled they are and how 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 they know their jobs, they know their duty just from when they walk in. Um, you know, Zebens walks in last Monday, very very determined. Says hello, drops her bag down, sits down, logs in, put your headset on, and she's going. It's strictly business. I mean, it's it just is strictly business. I, I mean, that's just kind of how this team is. Is is Coach Rob tells them what 
coach expects out of him. So I know Coach Rob was coaching from home this week, so he wasn't able to be here in center. But um, it still works because even if this, even if Coach Rob isn't with this team, this team has so much respect for their coach, so much respect for for their other teammates that they're very independent. They get in, they, we don't ever have to log them into anything. Um, they do it on their own. This team is is uh, set up and, and ready for a championship. Yeah, this I I very much do enjoy watching this team play. Like I said earlier, the communication is off the charts. They have a bunch of respect for their coach, and their coach has a bunch of respect for the players. So it almost feels like everyone's playing for each other mm-hmm. instead of themselves, which is what you really love to see. Exactly, and I'm I'm ready to see this magic compete for that championship. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of expectations for this magic. You know, they they ended up third last year, last season. And that was a feat, one of the best finishes of an, an, an Overwatch team, you know, and, and, the, and the kids earned it and we celebrated and everything. This year, all right, we expect more, right? <laughs> I mean, it, they're going to have fun no matter where they land. We're going to love them and, and, and give them all the kudos. But we're expecting this team to be to be in that championship game at the end is what, what the expectations are. And I know Coach Rob is expecting that too. Correct. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see w- if uh, what roles they choose and or if they decide instead of everyone picks one single main, whether or not they're going to switch it up because maybe that will add a, a little difference to the game, a little difference to their play style. But uh, I'm very, very excited to see what this team has to you offer. You know, Coach Rob likes to be kind of really secretive sometimes. I think he doesn't even tell me everything, right? Because <laughs> um, there, there always is a little bit of a rivalry with the Silver Dragons and the Silver Magic. So uh, we tend not to tell the strategy too much, um, but I, I I did hear at the end of last season, Coach Rob saying that this season he'll allow the kids to kind of branch off into new characters. So I, I mean, don't be surprised if you see DJ Bonjua playing as Mercy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or if you see Zevins playing as Reinhardt or Grebens playing as Lucio. You never know um, what Coach Rob is going to do because yes, we want to win. But the most important thing is the kids get to have fun and experience all these different characters. So um, I definitely think he does have some tricks up his sleeve. If he was um, if he was an offensive coordinator in football, he'd be doing he'd be doing laterals, he'd be doing flea flickers, he'd be doing you know Statue of Liberty play. That's the kind of coach he'd be. So you never know um, what this team has in store. So that is that is the Silver Magic. Uh, now the Silver Dragons had, also had a great practice. The majority, I believe the majority of the dragons, silver dragons, were here to practice on Friday. A whole lot of excitement from this team. Whole Man. lot of excitement. Especially Tabber 22. And that kid's got, got a lot of excitement when he's playing. <laughs> you want to talk about someone singing during a game. That, that's where Tabber comes out. But he sings, but it almost seems like he's singing to keep himself focused in the game because he's singing and he's still using moving his mouse and keyboard, getting plenty he's of singing as he's getting ten eliminations. <laughs> it's beautiful, <laughs> and just seeing Taver playing uh, Manning as of now as Reinhardt, it seems mm-hmm. to be uh, just really holding that shield up for the Bastion that's in mm-hmm. there, and it, it's just a perfect duo working together. You know, I don't want to talk. I want to talk a little bit more. But that probably in our next segment, the the uh, shielding bastion for this dragon team. Um, but yeah, to have Ta- uh, Tauber move on to move on to um, Reinhardt is something kind of different. He didn't. I, I think he might have played Reinhardt a little bit last season, but his his main character was um, was Bastion last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's moved on to a different character, and, and he's 
he has that confidence to do that. Speaking of Bastion, we had one of our newer players, Jimbo Slice, practices Bastion the other day. Oh. And and I think you were making a comment during his games. I don't think the I don't think the kid was eliminated once. He wasn't eliminated once for his first two games. It was and and he's not just sitting in the back hiding doing nothing. He is out there getting I think almost if not the most eliminations on his team both games in a row that that he aced it. Well, I was trying to tell him, "Hey, find a find a like a tighter spot to hide." But no, he was right there in the middle. He was finding he was finding where, you know, you know the team was coming into the point and he was just right on him, almost like he had aimbot, you know? I mean, he was <laughs> and he uh, was mowing him down. Correct. And Rooster and I even hopped into the game <laughs> in into their private match and we were going against them and uh, they're they're good. You know what? I got to say, you know, I I came in halfway through the scrimmage against them thinking like, "Oh, you know, let me let me let me uh show these kids what's up, you know? Let mm. me show them let me show them how the old timers do it and, and I struggled a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they were they were on me. Um uh let's see. It was Black Cheetah was playing as Diva and um she she was finding me, man. Like it, it wasn't like a cakewalk for me. It was it was hard, and then I had to switch to Bastion and mow the whole team down. But um, uh, as my main diva, I play as my main. I was I was I was struggling with that team. Uh, they're they're quick. It almost seems like this Dragons team is playing like like two times speed than everyone else. It's because they know where to go, right? They know how to move. Um, even and and I and I say this a lot. Even even the newer kids like Two Spooky Jimbo Slice. I mean, they they know this game as if they're playing for a long time. And it's really impressive to see. Yeah, it is. And uh, when I hopped in halfway through in their private match playing as Soldier 76, and I know what you guys are going <laughs> to say, Soldier 76 is a noob character. He's but, hey, a tutorial character. Hey, 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 okay. he's my main. <laughs> okay? But um, even playing as Soldier 76, I found it pretty difficult at some times during these games. I think what they really need to do to go up to the next level is make sure that their healers are are uh, knowing what's going on and know who to heal and what type of situation. So I think that can really make this team go up to the next level. And I, and I think a good thing for this team to do, for Coach Yasmin to work on, and I know Coach Yasmin, I think she's going to do this, is have them start to practice in some quick plays against mm -hmm. real people. Uh, they're practicing against bots, um, easy, medium, and hard bots. They were just killing the bots, even on hard. Uh, but the thing about when you practice against bots, they have a, a, a predetermined way they're gonna move, right? Correct. So you tend to know, okay, the bot's not gonna jump over ahead of me and come down on the point. The bots are gonna go through one of two ways, right? So you tend to, especially if you're Bastion, you tend to know where, where, where they're gonna come. So what I wanna see next Friday is I have to see them getting some quick plays against actual players um and see how they stack up see how J J jimbo slice stacks up um being bastion against real players how uh too spooky stacks up with genji um uh and he was actually playing arista too um how how they stack up against real players how Tavers improvements um uh white wolf and um and black cheetah how their improvements have really um have really evolved uh, against real players, so that, that that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think it it could also really help this team if they went out went against some real players just to get a feel, like you said, for not that predetermined movement. And in a quick play, you never know; you might be going up against someone very very good, and you might still lose. But you know, even if you lose, you're yep. still gonna learn.
Exactly. And, and I think that's what this team needs to do is just put them in more uncomfortable scenarios and learn how to be comfortable in those uncomfortable scenarios. And I think that's I, th- I think that's what Coach Coach Alex and Coach Yasmin have planned because both the Dragons, Silver and Gold, uh, practice at the same time. So um, we do want to see them go up against each other because we do want to see. I mean, if you could at least just just hang with the gold team as a silver team, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be good. Let's move on to the gold team. Um, the gold team, we had the majority of the team practicing from home, um, but we had Coach Alex here. Now, I um, I wasn't really watching their practice a lot, but uh, I could tell how the kids are doing um, by what Coach Alex was saying, mm-hmm. right? About how he's coaching, right? If the team's struggling a little bit, Coach Alex is going to be a little bit more firm. Lovingly always, Coach Alex is always loving, but he's going to be a little bit more firm when he's coaching, right? He's going to he's gonna have a little bit more, um, uh, kind of lecture a little bit more, kind of really focus to, to get them focused again. I didn't hear a lot of that in his coaching during, during, during practice. I was kind of just on the go coaching. So it seems like this, this gold Dragons team kind of gelled really quickly together. Yeah, it seems to be that way. And like you said, Coach Alex kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say he took a step back, but he was kind of waiting to see what scenarios played out mm-hmm. and then taught our athletes uh, from the from whatever happened on mm-hmm. that past play, which was great to see because, you know, Coach doesn't have to be always hands-on mm-hmm. versus, but just taking the overlook for his team and making sure everyone's checking with each other and everything's good. But I think this gold team can do a lot this upcoming season. They got some. Uh, they got some talented people. They, I mean, everybody has experience. Um, Pie for life. Uh, let's see. Pie for life. Brooks. You know, Brooks doing double duty. Brooks mm-hmm. playing. Um, uh, playing Overwatch and Fortnite. Um, McKeck is on the team. Uh, he didn't get to practice, but he was, he's gonna be one of the top players in the league. Um, this Dragons team ain't a team to mess with. I mean, there's experienced players on this team. There's good communication. They have one of the best coaches in the league and Coach Alex. Um, I'm excited to see this Gold Dragons team really uh, make a statement this year. Yeah, and I I also very much enjoyed the Gold Dragons, uh, uh, what's it called? Their lane play, their Mm. lane play. Just being able to capture certain lanes and really control them for their own. Exactly. Because if you have the payload moving through that middle lane but if you have that left lane down no one's getting in through that left lane yeah. and from that left lane you could also peek over through the middle lane over to the right lane which i think that gives you a good good area to tell your teammates hey they're over here hey they're over there maybe we try and get behind them right here you come through the front i'll go through the back and uh, i would really like to see them take more control of those lanes and be able to push that payload through I think it's a great point, Maddie J, and it's kind of you're kind of leading into our next segment here, so that's perfect timing. Um, so uh, that that concludes our our review of our first practice. Um, uh, the uh, schedule is still being put together. Um, there will be scrimmages this weekend in some capacity, um, but the schedules are still being put together. You know, I mean, it's I, I mean it's COVID season; things change, and other centers are really dealing with. You know, you know, with with their team still trying to come together, um, even though the COVID bug is hitting everybody everywhere. So um, that's why the season schedule isn't confirmed yet. Uh, but we're still practicing. We're going to be scrimmaging and um, it's going to be a great season. So 
Uh, let's move on to our final segment. Let's talk a little bit of Overwatch strategy. So going into Overwatch strategy, I think we could talk back about what we uh, talked about earlier on today's episode, which was the use of the Reinhardt shield and the Bastion placement. Mm-hmm. So uh, earlier this week at the practice, we had Tavard 22 running the Reinhardt and Jimbo Slice running the Bastion. And you could tell that they were working perfectly together. It was beautiful overwatch play so what we what we were having is reinhardt would take the lead of the team put up his big shield so incoming fire could would be blocked meanwhile we had bash in, in a usually a nice tight corner spot of wherever the objective or payload was looking for the main lane that that all the other characters were coming out of but what we really noticed was reinhardt puts that shield up for bash and bash gets behind reinhardt Bastion can shoot through Reinhardt's shield, which blocks the enemy's bullets. And it, it was just a thing of beauty. Bastion was picking up many mm-hmm. kills. Like I said, he didn't die or he didn't get eliminated for two games in a row. And uh, that's something you love to see. Now, if I had to critique it one for just a little bit, I would say Reinhardt, just make sure, keep moving. Cause there's gonna be times when the opposing characters are gonna be moving around mm-hmm. and jumping in different weird ways. And Bastion can't have his uh, can't have his field of view blocked by mm-hmm. Reinhardt's body. So if you're Reinhardt, probably maybe move your movement keys in little circles, at least so you're moving a little bit, and Bastion can get an idea of opponents around you. But uh, what do you, what do you think, Rooster? You know, I for those of you that um that that are new to Overwatch and maybe don't know the characters yet, Bastion is a character. Um, a controversial character if you <laughs> if you're playing competitive because some people don't like to use Bastion, but but Bastion is one of the most power is the most powerful has the most powerful weapon in the whole game, pretty much. Uh, but at the same time, a few shots on Bastion and, and you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why Bastion is really reliant on a shield. Um, now I know we were talking about the Reinhardt shield and that worked great. The Reinhardt shield worked great and everything. I'm not a big fan, though, of the Reinhardt shield guarding Bastion. Mm-hmm. Here's why, because uh, the Reinhardt shield, Reinhardt holds his shield, right? So wherever Reinhardt goes, his shield goes. When you have Reinhardt shielding Bastion, which is great for Bastion, get a lot of eliminations, but you make Reinhardt um, stationary. He, he can't he can't move, right? And, and there's so many things that Reinhardt could do Reinhardt, Reinhardt is a is a close combat character, right? Where he he needs to get up in the fight, uses mallet. He's got the fireball. He he could pin characters. When you use Reinhardt just as Bastion Shield, you take a lot away from Reinhardt. You in in a way you lose a tank because you have Reinhardt just just uh, protecting Bastion. So what I like, what I think works better, and they actually started doing this um, to Spooky, who's been who's been who's been practicing with um, with uh, Genji. He actually moved to Orissa. For those of you that are not familiar with the characters, Orissa shoots out a shield that's actually bigger than Reinhardt's, so she could shoot out a shield, then she could move around and go wherever, right? I much prefer, and I know Coach Rob likes this too, because he's done this, he did this a lot last season. 
is you have Arissa with Bastion, but Arisha put her shield up. Um, you still want Arisha to kind of stay near Bastion, but Arisha, Arisha could be a lot more mobile. Mm-hmm. She could, you could use all of all of your abilities with Arisha, and you could still have Reinhardt putting up shields in other places and pinning and everything. I much prefer the Arisha shield shielding Bastion than um, Reinhardt. I just I'm not a big fan of the Reinhardt shield for that reason. Mm-hmm. Reinhardt shield shielding Bastion. I mean, yeah and you know now that i think about that does sound like a good strategy but even if you were going to run a reinhardt and a bastion together what if you just had reinhardt on let's say he's standing on the payload that's Mm -hmm. moving up the middle lane and then let's say you also have all your other roles on your team pushing with reinhardt up the lane why not just put bastion still in the back from a distance where he could still shoot through reinhardt's shield but that would help allow for reinhardt to be more mobile and get closer and bat in the whoever's playing bastion's gonna have to know hey i'm not gonna have reinhardt yeah. shield on me at all times i'm gonna have to be able to move around find different spots just to help the team out because like you said you brought up a very good point we can't take reinhardt out of the game just to be blocking for bastion that's just not doable it's not feasible yeah. and uh yeah well that well that goes to something i want to talk about with bastion too um, like I was saying before, if Bastion is exposed, it just takes a few shots and, and Bastion's eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. So although Bastion isn't a quick moving character, you gotta kind of have the mindset is, is once the other team spots you, once they start getting through the shield, it's time for you to move as Bastion. Mm-hmm. And then you can maybe, you're down low, maybe they find you, you move up top, move somewhere else. So they have to keep looking for you, right? Correct. You're not in the same spot every time. So as soon as you're kind of had, as soon as they find you, stop as Bastion, move somewhere else and, and, and kind of surprise them like, boom, I'm here now. Oh, you found me? Now I'm here. Um, uh, I know um, one of the kids that played as Bastion for the Magic last year was, was, was a lot like that. Every few minutes, Bastion was somewhere else. So you want to kind of play that kind of mode with Bastion too. Um, and then and then go back to what you're talking about if you're, if, if you're on the payload. Um, there is something called the uh, the pirate ship, where you put Bastion on top of the payload as it's moving, and then you have either Reinhardt's shield or Arisha's shield put on the front. So you have a protection, and you got a turret on top of on top of the payload like a pirate ship moving and then taking people. At that point, I don't mind the Reinhardt shield protecting Bastion because Reinhardt's going to be right in front, right? So he could shoot, he could he could shoot his fireballs. He could, uh, he could, he could, he could pin if he needs to. So I don't mind Reinhardt shielding Bastion in that kind of situation. What I don't like is Bastion posted up on a patio somewhere, somewhere higher, or off in a corner, and you have Reinhardt shielding Bastion at that point, where you basically only using Reinhardt for your shield. Yeah. Um, you could put Arissa's um, shield on. The payload too. It's a little tricky sometimes. You got to make it land perfectly. Sometimes it lands crooked or whatnot. Um, but that is a pirate ship, and that's something that this magic team loves to do. They love to build the pirate ship. <laughs> and yeah, they, they love to build the pirate ship just because they're all so close together. And if you yeah. really think about well, what are you doing when you make the pirate ship? You're working as a team. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that's all it is. You're staying together. You're staying as a group, and you're working as a team. And uh, I. I think it goes to show that that strategy is really working for them as of right now. It, it worked. It got them third place last season. 
it got the uh, the dragons run ran the ran the pirate ship too. Not as much as the magic, but they run the pirate ship. And what I and the way I love to run the pirate ship for those of you that are trying to figure out what it looks like right now, you have a payload, which is usually a vehicle, um, some sort of vehicle. You have Reinhardt or Richter Shield right in the middle, kind of like the windshield, right? You got Bastion right on top of the payload. And then what I also like is to have at least one of the healers kind of trailing behind so that you could keep you could keep boosting, you could keep healing Bastion. And then you have um, another damage and another um, uh, tank kind of on the side and moving up and down. Um, I'm using finger signals right now. I forgot we're, we're on a podcast. You can't see me. But um, then, then you then you got the other two kind of being a little bit more mobile. But you got those three, tank, damage, and healer, kind of all creating that pirate ship together. Yeah, and Rooster, I would go even as far as to say that this is the year of the healing role. Because mm-hmm. every single player on all these teams can get the eliminations, like can mm-hmm. capture the points. But you know what's going to help with that? Staying alive. Yeah. So having a great healer that can that knows who and when to heal the correct role is going to work out a bunch. Because all these players, and I mean all of these players, can get eliminations and make mm-hmm. good plays. But who can stay on the battlefield the longest and capture more time? How are you going to do that? You're going to need a healer. So uh, I would really like to see how exactly. the healers step up this year. On and their let me tell you, teams. to not have a healer or not have somebody that's healing correctly is difficult, which is why whenever we're uh, scrimmaging against the teams and then I'm put on a separate team with all bots, I'm usually never as good because those bots are not healing me, <laughs> right? Um, sometimes you'll see Farah like with Little Lamp, one of our uh, Hall of Fame esports athlete, Who's now who, who who's who's now the coach with the Silver Dragons? Um, she uh, last year she just destroyed the league. Sorry to say it like that, but just destroyed the league by um, being Farah and just taking people out. But you know who was right behind her was Delta playing as Mercy, mm-hmm. Mercy healing, 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 and it was literally impossible to eliminate Farah. A lot of it was because of obviously Little Lamb's one of the best in the world, but. The fact that she was getting healed all the time, it was nearly impossible to eliminate Little Lamp last year um, when she's when she playing for the gold team. So, yeah, you're, in a way, you're only as good as your healers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be great. If you ain't getting healed and the other team is, you know, going back to I, I hate to open this wound, Coach Rob, but um, they had a big, big game last year, last season, where, um, where they could have won. But uh, Mercy literally won the game for the, for the other team by 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 being the only one left in the point by healing by reviving. It was such a close game. If they would have eliminated that Mercy, they would have won the game. But the Mercy stayed alive and literally won the game for the other team. That's how important healers are. Mm-hmm. And they're not always the most fun characters to play as too, because you're really not getting eliminations. You're just healing. You're 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 you're, you're helping. So it takes a lot of maturity, a lot of selfishness um, to be unselfish. To um to be able to play as a healer, yeah. So I would I would love to see how uh, how the healers of this league are going to prepare for this year and see if they have any new strategies up their sleeves. But um yeah, like you said, you're only you're you're only as good as your healers. So like you're only as good as your weakest link, right? Yeah, exactly. So um and I'm not saying the healer is the weakest link. You may not be getting. You may not be. The glorified player that's getting all the attention but hey 
In football, O-line and D-line don't get that much attention. But like we said on last week's episode, the game is won in the trenches. Mm. And uh, so I would love to see how these healers step up. If you look at, talk about football for a second. If you look at all the best running backs, they have great offensive lines. Correct. Speaking of which, one more thing before we go, Matty J. Who do you got, Bama or Georgia? Uh, I'm going Georgia. Uh, I know what they say, don't bet against Nick Saban, but I'm betting against Nick Saban. <laughs> hey, I'm a Dolphins fan, okay? For those of you that know the history with Nick Saban and Miami Dolphins, you could always go against Nick Saban. <laughs> it's actually, it's in my blood. I have to go against Nick Saban. So uh, Georgia Bulldogs all the way. Well, uh, thank you all for uh, listening to episode number two. Um, we uh, we will update you next week on how the first scrimmage games went. Uh, but if you want to check out the team, um, make sure um, make sure to uh, talk to your athlete, and and we'll be streaming. I'll be um, we'll be sending out emails and Facebook updates of, of where you can watch the stream. But let's cheer on these esports athletes. And Matty J, anything to say before we leave? Uh, I'm just very excited to see what our players bring out this week and the competition ahead. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.